when I was growing up, both my camp that I went to in the summer and my school and my church, maybe my church to the least extent, encouraged me to read my Bible. And I remember around 12, 13 years old, I discovered the book of Judges. Quickly became my favorite book because there's war and craziness and people test God and God tests people and probably the strongest reminder in the scriptures front to back of how desperately we need God both for salvation and also for guidance. The book of Judges in some ways operates like um, a 10,000 foot view of the nation of Israel that is supposed to be functioning as a theocracy at the time but instead to quote the book everyone was doing what was right in his or her own eyes. The way that I preached the book of Judges, second sermon I ever preached in my life, maybe third, actually, um, was to highlight my five favorite judges, all of whom in the world's eyes seemed very disadvantaged to be of use to God or really anyone else. And yet, that's not the right term, is it? Because God doesn't use anyone. We can use a little bit more words or different turn of phrase to enjoy the gospel and how it relates to and speaks to our role in the kingdom, our purpose. God has a role regardless of how the world sees you. And when I state that Judges is like a 10,000-foot version, the book of Ruth is the on-the-ground version, the minute-by-minute almost accounting of one family during the same time. We don't know which judge was ruling during the time of Ruth, nor do we hear anything about Ruth from the book of Judges. So they offer a very interesting picture of the beauty of the with God life, one from 10,000 feet and one from right there on the ground. So that sermon was about Ehud, Gideon, Jephthah, Deborah, and Samson. And their stories are great. Ehud stabs a very, very, very fat king and apparently was left-handed, which at the time people thought of as a disability. And God had a purpose for him regardless of how the world viewed him. One key to the book of Judges, if you want to study it for yourself, is how long did the land have peace after the judge? And what it's a key to is, did this judge worship the Lord and obey the law as a response of love? The land had peace for a long time after Ehud. The sermon also touched on Gideon, who very, very clearly had an anxiety issue. He tests God when God commands him to first tear down idols and then lead the country in battle. And God passes every test easily, but it involves lots of wringing out of a fleece with water, full of water. And if you read the story of Gideon in Judges 6 through 8, you can tell that he's anxious about all the things. Jephthah. My heart goes out quickly and easily, perhaps most quickly and easily, to Jephthah because he had a bad family and everybody knew it. And therefore his life was different initially. But God had a purpose for him regardless of how the world viewed him. And he led the nation. Deborah was a woman 3,000 years ago in a theocracy that had no role for women in its actual government. But not only did she lead the nation in the worship of the one true God, 
she also led them in battle. Even though there was a battle commander appointed by God, he still wanted Deborah's help. Also some very interesting tent peg stories or story in the book of Judges. But Deborah, though she was a woman 3,000 years ago, had a role because God has a purpose and a role in his kingdom for everyone who professes allegiance to him, regardless of how the world views them. Samson's issue was pretty self-inflicted, I think. I believe the text allows us to to see that. He uh, liked the ladies a little too much, and the whole world knew it and probably judged him for it. And yet, regardless of how the world views us, God has a purpose for us in his kingdom. Over and over the story is the people turn away, God rescues them and brings them back to himself. And he does that, specifically in the book of Judges, through pretty imperfect people in the eyes of the world, but in God's kingdom, had a glorious purpose.